silver boulder saved my life. NBV recaps. Recaps. Let's see. Come on, everybody. Recaps. I can't believe I'm about to say this for the very last time. But oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. What's up, alien clones? Welcome to the Unclosed Sisters podcast, or welcome back to the Unclosed Sisters podcast. My name is Mary. My name is Siobhan. And my name is Natalie. Holy shit, guys! Holy shit, no. guys! Two years in the making almost two years I'm not sure when we started this is the last episode of the Naked Brothers Band welcome to No School's Fool's Day the shittiest way to end a series that has ever been the shittiest way to end a series I really wish there would have been something a lot more like climactic climatory I'm gonna start making up words there should have been just something in their defense Nickelodeon pulled out the rug from under them and said 60 episodes a season or goodbye bitch that's so, so yes episodes though it's so stupid we are going to be starting and ending with a lot of my lore and a lot of my date checking and a lot of fucking things regarding the NBB fucking recaps so no school's fool's day is the last episode and I don't truly know or believe it is if it is supposed to be the last episode I mean, there are things in the episode that are indicative of, like, oh, yeah, this this could be the end of it because of, like, the way that, you know, Christina and Rosalina, like, mended their friendship. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nat is single and not dating anybody. Thomas literally gets his head shaved. But there's also, like, the premiere could have been the last episode. The premiere could have absolutely been the last episode. Yeah, yeah totally. IMO. So, the, uh, sorry, words. Oh yeah, I remember that this episode, it came out pretty close to like our last day of school, didn't it, Nat? I don't really remember when this episode came out, to be honest. It was I remember. So, like, it I was do. so like bland, I guess for lack of a better word. It was just kind of like, okay, and then the, the Naked Brothers Band is done. You know, it, it felt so anticlimactic, like you said. It's like, it just felt Which like- sucks. A, another freaking day of them dropping an episode and then suddenly there was just that was the last one suddenly there's no more mbb which really sucks because i like this episode i, I like think it's it a fucking oh. hilarious episode it's I just like not, it a latte it doesn't like tie up all the ends in a nice little box the way that a, a like series finale should i agree i remember when I went to a Nat and Alex show in 2009 and they announced from stage that no school's fool's day was coming out the following week Oh and like I don't think we knew that was going to be the end of NBB like I don't think we had any warning I think that was just it um and that was it it was just like hey it's just normal episodes like any other day like here's another episode and little did we know that was the end so yeah. it was truly the end it was like I was so unbelievably plugged into this show like every single thing that I was doing at the time like was so behind the scenes because like I I don't know. I think that we just need to start getting into our own personal lore and connections with this show, like before we even hit the recaps, because like this is just emotional all around, dude. Like, yeah, for sure, yeah, for sure. But yeah, I, it's it, it was so weird to come to this complete halt. 
um, after like every single like thing that I was focused on from like January of 2007 leading up to the day that this episode came out, like everything was focused on NBB for me. It was, I thought about MBB every single fucking day. Everything about MBB was just, it was, I was wired in every single day and then just boom, it's over. And the reason why, the reason why the show did not continue is because Nickelodeon wanted 60 episode seasons of NBB, which I would have been completely fucking fine with. There's not even 60 episodes of the show. Yeah. Plus movies. I would have been completely fine. I would have been completely fine with 60 episode seasons, but no. many freaking episodes. That's a lot. Like, what show has a 60 episode season that is, like, on the air? Uh, well, not on the air anymore, but not the air anymore, but, like, leave it to Beaver. And, like, that was in the 50s. Child labor laws were, like, not a thing back then, so. Child labor laws. Here you go. I would imagine it would have been like Naruto with all the filler episodes. Like it could have been completely like that. Dragon yeah. Ball Z and Dragon Ball NBB. <laughs> Dragon Ball NBB. Dragon Ball B. Oh my God. Dragon NBB. No, no, no. But imagine like any of the characters in Dragon Ball and we can get Ceylon in here for us. <laughs> any of the Dragon Ball characters in NBB. Could you imagine? Ceylon can just feel that we're talking about it from the other room. Literally, he's gonna like burst out of the game room before in like three seconds flat. Who do you think's a better? Who do you think would win in a? No, this is like a. This is an awful question, but like, okay, let's let's think of the like three main villains from the shows. No, no, like the the two. Matt Pinfield, Bobby, Betty, Matt Pinfield, Betty, and then um. uh, No, no, uh, Bobby Love and Michelle and Patrice and Andrew Keenan and Andrew Andrew Keenan. Could you see them going toe to toe with Piccolo? Like, could you really? No. I mean, I can't. I've never pictured it. I may. Piccolo I need this. Died? I'm sure if you go on Ao3, somebody's probably written it. I hate it here. An NBA Dragon it. Ball crossover fanfic. <laughs> For all my writers out there, someone get on that, please. Thanks. The right person needs to get on it, not the wrong person. I yeah, think if you're not the right person, don't touch it. I think Zaylon would be very qualified at this point. <laughs> I think Zaylon would be very qualified. My boyfriend finally watched his first episode of NBB. After how many years? After, well, two years of podcasting. Four? four years. And he watched the talk show with me. Oh, God. Rest in peace. While I, while I was cooking one night, he was kind of sleepy through it, but he he laughed at a lot of the Joel Madden content and he laughed at Alex being an idiot. And he was like, wait, is that the hereditary? He, he's like, wait, is that Alex? And I'm like, yeah, that's that's what Alex looked like when he was a little kid. I also had another friend of mine, my friend Jordan. He saw me um, <coughs> post for um, eight years of Last Station and Rules. He saw me post the the album because... It came yeah. out eight years ago. And he's like, wait a minute. I didn't know the guy from Hereditary made music. And like, <sighs> the way that I just like activated when I had, when I finally got to tell him, hey, no, Alex is from the Naked Brothers band, man. Hey, man. The other night, hey, man. And then the other night when I went over to his house, when um, 
all the things were happening, he was like, I haven't stopped thinking about Alex Wolf actually being in the Naked Brothers band. And I'm like, this is like, this is like surface tier lore, honestly. <laughs> How have we not gotten to this point? We're pulling everybody into NBB. So I need to know from you guys, from all of the things that we have done in this fucking podcast, what has been your favorite thing that we've done because of it? And what has been your favorite show moments that we've had? Um, favorite thing I've done is talk to Alex on Instagram live. <laughs> Holy hell. Um, yes. In the bathrobe. In the bathrobe, which by the way, I've been like, I've just been like touching the bathrobe lately. I feel like it's just good luck. It's just good. Like, you know, just good energy. I've just been like kind of caressing her gently as she's hanging on the door hook, you know? Um, yeah, that was pretty, pretty sick. Um, another thing, oh, um, Rodeo Disney is obviously a favorite show moment. I mean, the absolute laughter that gets every single time. Like I told Zaylon about it. Like he didn't know Rodeo Disney was a thing until last night and he laughed so hard. Really? Yeah. Did you listen to the episode with him? No, I just happened to mention it because I was talking about like, well, when I was live on, I don't know, Friday night, I said like, hey, I would love to get a temperature check on this. Like, would you guys be interested in merch that's like Rodeo Disney and like- <laughs> and all like the important shit we say on this podcast and um and I'm just like literally picturing like I'm imagining like Mickey ears as like a lasso and it just says rodeo Disney (laughs) yes 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 oh my fucking god yes yeah now I want to hear yours I think my favorite thing I've done because of the podcast um First of all, I think is like figure out who Rozzy is and like yes. deep dive into like one of my new fave musical artists. Yes. Um, and so that's like my sentimental one. My um, meme favorite thing I've done. Um, I mean, th- there's been a lot of memes, okay? Um, been a lot I think of memes. my favorite meme was when I did the post after I had my appendix out about bitch I'm reckless cut out my appendix I wreck chicks and um <laughs> not only Alex Wolf posted that onto his story and replied asking how I was doing after surgery but also that like Tommy Nelson from the cat the moon replied and we had like a very extensive conversation about appendicitis and Nickelodeon at, like 3 <laughs> um that was just the weirdest 3 thing the weirdest moment um and oh god I mean my favorite moment on the show there's so fucking many um but for some reason just like the entirety of the county fair episode (laughs) when I say shunt and when we talk about shunt your front bunt when we talk about the woman piss pissing on the mechanical (laughs) Nat it like cut out your video and it said the woman piss Sing on the mechanical bull and when Siobhan geeks and there's there's a lot but that there's that's a just a few it's just a few um my favorite things my favorite things I've gotten to do because of this show I couldn't pick one like there's there's several that I could have picked as my number one but I couldn't pick I mean but my top three though are gonna be obvious ones. And number one, going to Mary's wedding, getting to meet and be close enough with Mary that I got to go do her wedding hair and makeup. Oh shit, um, hell yeah, bitch. 
Yes. The Number best. two, um, going to the premiere of Old and meeting Alex, which was a very beautiful, stressful, crazy night, insane memory. And number three, <clears throat> getting to go to New York a second time to see Sierra and Joanna and go see Rozzy was a beautiful thing. Going to see Rozzy with people who I've met because of this podcast. Beautiful freaking night. Getting to do, and then when we sent Alex the video of us doing the fucking NBB handshake on the roof of LeBain, <laughs> and he was so jazzed about that. Fave moments. Just Fave so good. moments. Favorite podcast clips. <laughs> God, the ones that make me lose my shit to this day are Rodeo Disney. Like, sometimes I'll just, I'll go back and I'll listen to Natalie's, like, <clears throat> her laughter from that bit. Like, there's nothing else like it. Sometimes there's things that Nat and I say to each other that make us just lose our minds. Like, I can't laugh the same way with anybody else that I laugh, then I laugh with my sister. <laughs> like, I don't laugh harder with anything else. So there's that. And <laughs> so there's, like, in Loaded Diaper Idol, there's this, like, <laughs> 10 minute period of us, we, we riff on, first what we do is we, we, we do a Diary of a Wimpy Kid riff, and then it goes into, you know, the normal episode banter, and then it goes into, like, wet-ass diaper, sunny bus, <laughs> like, this awful, just potty mouth, Wimpy Kid, NBB, mix content, just this 10-minute 10 or like 15 minute bit that we're and we end up doing <laughs> and I, we were laughing so hard when we made the fucking episode but I was listening to that clip on the way to Maryland Death Fest while Angela was asleep and I was laughing my ass off on the plane he's like what the fuck are you laughing at <laughs> and you're like diarrhea obviously um diarrhea wimpy kid oh my god we had <laughs> Oh my god! No, the other night at the at the at the party that I was at with Emma and Parker, her Emma's fucking friend Ben, for some reason he picked up a slice of cheese off of the like charcuterie board that we had, and he kept throwing it at Emma, and we were like, Emma has the cheese top. It was so good. Oh guys, I was at an antique mall yesterday. And did you get the cheese touch no bitch they had diary of a wimpy kid books there and i was like that hurts a little these are antiques <laughs> did you see the video no you sent me the video where somebody put the diary of a wimpy kid books in the fucking pride month section of parts. yes i mean yeah that's true oh, no, sweaty <laughs> sweaty i'm pretty sure it's spelled sweetie dad yeah, so uh, happy Pride Month to everyone who grew up reading the Diary of the Wimpy Kid books. Happy Pride Month to everyone that grew up on NBB. We're all gay now. We can admit it. The LGBTNBB. The LGBNBB. <laughs> the LGNBB. <laughs> I'm rolling with the LGNBB. <laughs> oh my Jesus Christ, Lord. All right, so let's get in. Shall we get into this episode? Oh, another favorite podcast moment real quick. Um, when we all like collectively lost our minds and like combusted when Kelly did the Bobby Love voice for us. When we all had like a complete simp moment when in I shaved, front of him. When I shaved my entire body 
before getting on Zoom with Kelly Price, <laughs> just in case. Man is married. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I definitely shaved my leg. I. I definitely got um, shaved my legs when I got to Zoom with Rosie. So valid. That's valid. No, and you know what? You know what? She told me about her boyfriend, who's a Scorpio, and I like played. <laughs> and you were like pretending you weren't. You, you're uh -huh. like, oh, <laughs> that? Are you have a boyfriend. No idea yes. who that is. <laughs> I don't have no idea who that is. <laughs> you know what? If she ever listens to this podcast, girl, I love you. I know who your boyfriend. We love is. you. We love Rosie and we're not just like fans of her because of Alex. I would love her on her own merits outside of Alex. That's the like, thing. I really wish I discovered her on my on our own merits. On our own merits. That's why like, I didn't that's that's why I didn't talk to Alex when I went to the Rosie show. I wanted it to be like focused on Razzie. Good move. Good move. Razzie. She's so tall. She's as tall as Shaq. Oh my gosh, she's <laughs> so, so tall. She she she's tall. She is almost as tall as Alex. She is tall. <gasps> I know. Confirmed. Go back and look at those pics of us. Makes me so upset. Me and Yara. I love Sierra. I can't wait for you guys to meet Sierra. She's fucking. Like, when I just know, like, things that stay in my head. She and Joanna just have the most intense accents ever. And there was, I know. when we were, when we were driving around the East Village, um and we drove by the museum of sex i just i can hear it in her accent i want to bounce on the titty for real <laughs> i've been i've been to the museum of sex like three times i want to go <laughs> can you best. bounce on a titty yeah you can bounce go. on a titty i want to bounce on a titty oh you can bounce on a titty <laughs> dance like bounce those titties oh it's amazing it's so fun mommy would you like right. to dance around and bounce those titties shall yes. we get into this freaking episode Finally. Mohammed, zoom in on the stinky shoe award. All right, Mohammed, we're going to get a close-up on the stinky shoes. So, no school pools day. The final yes. fucking episode of Naked Brothers Band. Oh, my God. Where the Naked Brothers Band, we find out that they have an annual routine of becoming a prank channel on YouTube, doing pranks no. in the hood, gone sexual. Yep, doing pranks no. in the hood. Gone sexual. Not clickbait. She was so freaked out. So freaked out. This was the precursor to like um, summoning Mac Miller at 3 a.m. with a Ouija board or something. This is a precursor to that was No School Fool's Day. <laughs> this is the original. This is the, this is the original Mr. Beast video. Naked Brothers Band becomes a prank channel at 3 a.m. Gone sexual, not clickbait every single year and they do this for the end of the school year but this year we get to see their fucking chicanery and this year christina is a part of it so they break off into groups they have to prank each other nathaniel obviously gets the short end of the stick we learn rosalina's last name we see some insane fucking shit i wish that there were more episodes like this one specifically like this one like valentine's day like um cleveland like i want there to be episodes like this like 60 episodes of filler content like this type of shit and we shall see what happens who gets pranked who gets absolutely fucking got whose prank is good whose prank is bad they give ratings it's awesome lilac has joined me again find out on no school schools day gone sexual <laughs> not gone sexual <laughs> Clothes. Oh, oh, people get hurt in them Hurt in them. So, so where do we start AKA, off? We start off 
in the NBB practice space, which their practice space is way too nice. It's way too big. I mean, it is like the Naked Brothers. You guys missed the wild. Her. Well, the Naked Brothers band canonically is the biggest band in the world. So like, of course, they're gonna have a big practice space. I guess. Of course, they're gonna have a big practice space. Hey, Muhammad, come up and get a close-up of the stinky shoe. And I don't know why it's stinky. It's like plated in gold and it's like large. And then Allie, Allie, sorry. <laughs> I'm feeling gay. I'm feeling gay today, boys. Oh boy, buckle up everybody. Siobhan's feeling gay. <laughs> I just want to let you know that I am a feminine person who likes feminine people. So I get absolutely zero bitches. Oh. No bit, no oh. bitches. Rosalina, her hair is curly. Her hair is curled. Got out the styling oh, wand. Mary, shut up, you punk. <laughs> right, That's what's so, going on here. Christina and I should present the sticky shoe like Vanna White, and they just go up to it and they just like start shimmying in front of it, and then boom, that's like the presentation. Christina's outfit also slaps because she's got like on the like the blazer and she's got on like a white belt like a deathcore white belt and it's awesome it's serving it's serving serving, period (laughs) the world famous stinky shoe award is it world famous is it i think it's awarded and it is awarded to the nbb member who gives the best prank on no school fool's day what's no school fool's day it traditionally happens on the last day of school or the first day of the summer. Well, okay, Cooper, like we, okay, Cooper, we know. We already know. We've been new. We've been new. And now we have one more member of NB Biz, of NB Bizzle competing for the sneaky shoe. I wish we would have seen more iterations of this. So and- yeah, because Christina is on board, now they have an uneven number. So Thomas um, last year's winner gets to prank two people and two people get to prank Thomas. Uh, can we talk about how Christina balls up her paper and puts it in her mouth and swallows it, probably? So, um, yeah, um, that's, um, that's, that's uh, something. That was a choice. I have Cooper, Cooper, it is unbecoming to me as a manager to participate in such frivolity. Cooper, Cooper. Cooper, shut the fuck up. You'll find out why we said that later. So what are the rules, guys? What are the rules of the fucking pranks? So no pranks are allowed to be done with fire. Oh, good rule. Internet. <laughs> because both could end up out of control. And like, <laughs> true. He's right. Even though like Alex they absolutely gets names. Cold. So no yeah. canceling each other and no lighting each other on fire. <laughs> <laughs> Darn, is this even fun anymore? And then wah, wah, Nat pulled Rosalina and the slip falls to the floor. And then before you know it we are there so we get to the theme song so we get to the mcfreaking theme song here we are all i needed is playing they're practicing polyphonics studios uh i remember like it is so weird how they like reworked this uh, this song this very like beautiful kind of deep song for an 11 year old to be about like whatever's going on in this episode because like remember when polly was like yeah we would like just hear you guys write songs throughout the years or throughout like the months and we would pick that we would write episodes around them and it's like so you picked this song that's like very deep and beautiful and whatever and you picked it to be written because jesse told alex he was conceited and they got into a little bf about it 
That's what's yeah. going on here. Yeah, it's a long walk for a short drink of water. Um, so I, but it's a very tall drink of water because I love this song. Such a good but song. So they're playing it, and Jesse is sitting on the couch across the practice space next to Cooper, like plugging her ears and trying to like la 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 through the song because she's pissed that Alex allegedly wrote this diss track about her. Um, and they like get into this argument. She like stops the song and it's a whole- Where have you been? You discovered my evil twin. (laughs) It's like a whole thing. Um, Don't you know money doesn't grow off trees. trees. The the Um, long version. And I was wondering like, okay, so if No School's Fool's Day wasn't truly meant to be the series finale, I'm wondering if this was supposed to be the canonical beginning of the end for Alex and Jesse. And that was supposed to be written out during season three towards the end. Um, But I guess we'll never really know. Fucking conspiratorial, honestly. I guess we'll never know. They'll never really like make up totally in this episode. And even if they do, it's very much an afterthought. He calls her woman so many times in this episode. It's so fucking terrible. Like, I, I can remember, it. I mean, we'll get there, but yeah, it's like there, there's no resolution here between Alex and Jesse, and I would like to think that it's because they're on their way out. Yeah, but I, would, I would like to agree. That would it's be good. A comedic fight, that's for sure. And Alex is all like, what, did Michelangelo's babysitter tell him to not paint the Sistine Chapel? And you tell Picasso to sell his guitar? You tell the Picasso. Sistine Chapel. <laughs> and then and Jesse, and Jesse saying, can I lose my temper once in a while without it ending up in one of your songs? Like that's, that is she spoke. She spoke for every, don't you dare get in the way of my art woman. Oh my God. What a just like, God. The male manipulator vibes are so good today. It's they really true, are. though, that, like, don't piss off a songwriter because then they'll make money off of your this. Yeah. Taylor Swift vibes. It's true. Oh, my God. Can't the, the, She spoke for every girl who's ever do- dated a tortured male artist when she said that. Yeah. That's, that's fucking great. Don't you dare get in the way of my art woman. And Alex goes on this huge tangent about how he's the best drummer in the world because he can sing and play and write songs at the same time, which is like- I do this um, at the same time. I'm patting my head, rubbing my stomach. Get in line, bitch. <laughs> um, can you rub your tit while patting your head? I can pat her head while rubbing her tummy. Yeah, can there you go. Lilac sing and play the drums and write songs? Yeah, she can. Is she 11? She she's the- but are they 11? She's nine same but are they 11 Wes um, Love said I was a genius if you're a genius and you know what classic hits we'll get there we will get there we will get there so yeah they have like this whole argument about whatever the heck and then oh Nat pulls Cooper aside and was like hey I pulled Rosalina what the fuck do I do and Cooper's like we'll just do no backsies double taxis with <laughs> Alex and so the next scene, it cuts no to, so it cuts to no backseat, double taxis, and they switch without looking. And then Nat's like, Alex is like, Rosalina, and Nat's like, Christina. 
it gets worse. It just gets worse for Nat. This dude is so tortured. I mean, is Christina worse? Or is it just worse because Nat currently has a boner for Christina? Nat just has a boner regardless. Lee, would you know me in the room? Appearance on the podcast during our last episode. You want to come show the viewers what you look like? Lee has never been seen on the pod. She's hugging the dog. Now's your time to shine, baby. Lee, show yourself. Lee, reveal yourself. Show yourself. There she is. Oh, Kirk. Hi, Lee. With her daughter. Nomi's wagging her tail so damn hard. Nat and Alex are and pinched because pranking a girl is no fun. Because that is so not true. That is so not true. See, here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. Let me be sexist for a moment, okay? <laughs> I feel like girl pranks need to be done by other girls that know what's going on. Like you need to get into the mind of a girl. And like Jesse's almost there when she says that, but then Jesse is just a bimbo. And so she misses the mark by like a few inches. So Alex is like, <laughs> Alex goes on a fucking misogyny range. He's like, whenever you prank a girl, but oh, I guessed it or you didn't scare me. God damn it. You didn't scare me. And then Alex was like, how am I supposed to prank a girl who's in driver's ed? And Sunny is like, ding, light bulb. So next scene, Michael, sorry, Sunny is <laughs> galloping up <laughs> Rosalina's stairs, knocks on her door. And this, is where, Michael. and this is where we get the last name reveal. Rosalina Ty. <laughs> it is time for your driving test (laughs) and she's like um i thought my driver's test was next week at the dmv and mr wolf is standing there in like his wig and his fake mustache and his like 70s disco outfit situation and he's like no why would we let you drive to the dmv it's right now in my invisible car and he drags rosalina out to the street and there's like two roller chairs just sitting there two like folding chairs <laughs> on wheels and it's like all right put the key in the ignition and she's like what the fuck <laughs> and the ignition, the like, ignition. she's almost got for a mo- moment and then it 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 doesn't work two two guys heads are no match for one girl's head and at the end of it all, Mr. Fink is like, you failed. Yes. You get an Finky F. flunk you. Finky flunky. And yep. like, okay, bye, Mr. Wolf. And like walks into the house laughing. And Alex pops out of the trash can. He's like, God fucking damn it, dad. So yeah, they're, they got a C plus on Rosalina's prank. So. so Alex's prank sucked a big old cock. So next scene, we see Nat on a corner and he's a mime. Earlier, we hear Jesse tell Nat that allegedly Christina is afraid of mimes. And, and so is so is Mr. Wolf. <laughs> Those little slippers. This makes me so this makes me lose my fucking mind that this is that this is the like mimes or what she's afraid of. 
And so, so like, like when she walks up, she's fucking Jesse is fucking screaming her head off. Like, oh my god, <laughs> it's a mime. Look, Christina, a mime. It's a mime. Scary. Scary, huh? huh? Scary. Both of their both of their outfits, like they slay in this section. <laughs> they really do. Um and Jesse was like, I thought when you went to summer camp in Pennsylvania, god damn it, in Pennsylvania, they had a lot of mimes. <laughs> you know, that's what goes down at summer camps in Pennsylvania. There's just a bunch of fucking mimes walking around <laughs> at summer camp. Yeah, and it's yeah. And Christina is like, mines, coal mines. People get hurt in them. There's a lot of those. And she People walks by dad and she's like, oh my God, it's so scary. Oh. And they keep walking I think and the Jesse. Next- no, she's like, sorry. Yeah. How about the next part, though? That's Thomas, <laughs> David, and Christine. Thomas, and the, the subtitles say heavy industrial music, and I'm like, that is me. <laughs> that is me! Yeah, so Thomas is listening to some heavy industrial music through his. Wait, I need to play it. I need to play it for the class because it's really good. It, it, this, is, this is what Polly thinks that people like me listen to. Not that! Not that! <laughs> that you can't even hear it over the zoom it's fine it's so heavy Uh, wow it's very it's very very heavy and it's in his ears and he's he's asleep to it (laughs) do you think that they had no do who who do you think because like they had to make the yeah, what was their the reference? Family. <laughs> the Wolf family had to make that track. Who do you think did the guttural on the track that Thomas is listening to? Polly. Who do you think did it? <laughs> Thomas is sleeping, so David and Kasim are going to shave Thomas's head. And they get about halfway through it, and then Nat and Alex walk in, and Nat's looking like a fucking mime. And, and then Alex Thomas gets like, up off the couch, and he looks like Skrillex. <laughs> He'd do. He'd be looking like Sonny Moore, circa 2010. I'm breaking a sweat. I- it's just Thomas. Oh my God, Nat, this is this is your new edit. Yeah. So, Scary Monsters and Nice Sprites by Skrillex. Instead of, oh my God, it's going to be like, you shaved my head? Wait, 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 wait. If you're a genius and you know it, clap your hands. If you're a genius and you know so like you shave my head no just half your head and thomas is chasing him around the room chasing him around the room chasing him around the room uh christina rolls up she was like nat you're that stupid mime on the street whoops and then um she was like wait thomas let me feel your head which like ugh, me when since they launched shaved his head um and then she was like come over here guys like it feels so good and like jesse and rosalina walk over and they're all like rubbing up on thomas's head and they're like yeah cooper walks in with his laptop <laughs> and he's like oh no. oh no and he's like oh no someone's getting canceled cooper's like someone broke the rules someone's trying to cancel alex wolf everyone look at this and he pulls out his laptop and starts allegedly playing a video of alex um video. no okay i say allegedly because so it's, it's this video of alex going on his rant from rehearsal earlier okay, about like how he's the best drummer in the world and all this stuff and um while it's happening if you look if you look down on the video player on cooper's laptop the video is not even playing 
Alex is like, this is worse than Santa Gate. (laughs) 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 We're bigger than Jesus Gate. Yeah. We're bigger than Jesus Gate. It's all like, one of you has betrayed me. And that's like the middle of the episode. And when we come back from commercial. And Cooper is like, Cooper's over here like, I want each and every single one of you in my office. And also, when we get back, Natalie, just like you said, when we get back to them watching the videos on quote-unquote YouTube, first of all, I mean, like, the, the player bar is exactly accurate to the old YouTube, but, like, it's not the playing. video, it's not playing. It's still not playing, and it's really good. Um, and so we've got all these cameos from famous drummers. Um, the Quest Love talking, one fucking took me out. Talking shit about Alex Wolf. Um and I think my favorite part is the fact that the drum set in every video is the same kit. Like they clearly just had like a setup of like a kit with a video camera and they just kind of cycled all these drummers through on the same kit. And like, that's just the kind of shit that I would notice as a drummer who knows that every single one of those drummers definitely has a different rig. You know, like the guy that like definitely. knows her tattoos. Yeah. The I, guy that like knows her tattoos. I like know her tattoos. I also like know her rig. I mean, me talking about my fiance, both both of those. I know her tattoos and I know her drum rig. So if anyone wants to know, um, you're dating eleven year old Alex Wolf. I kind of am. Oh I my have God, you type. kind of are. You're dating. I have a type. It's instead of the do rags, it's the fucking snapbacks. But she's got all the tattoos, and she's got the and she's a drummer, and she would probably tie her socks around her ankles. But she wears yeah. shoes like it's two thousand four. So you're mm-hmm. dating eleven year old Alex Wolf. A burka for the ghetto, yo. It's <laughs> a sick burka from the ghetto. <laughs> Which Michael Michael Michael, Michael quoted that in his book. He did not. not. No. Did you bookmark it? No, but there's so much. I literally said this on live. I said, all y'all broke bitches need to go buy this book anyway, because like it is full. He did not say, did he say fresh burka for the ghetto? You're lying. Yes. Like verbatim said, Arsenio Hall said it right in this book. I hope Arsenio like thinks about that at night. I hope he thinks about it. And it was, and it was improv. Like it wasn't scripted. That's what he said verbatim. Also, also, there's a parallel going. There's a cinematic parallel going on here because Mary, you know the guy who like the guy who does the weird fucking dance videos who I think looks like Thomas, and I sent yes. him to you. Yes, he also just shaved his head yesterday. So Poopy Man also shaved his. You head. shaved my head. So Poopy wow. Man and Thomas oh. are the same oh. person. So Thomas's doppelganger is on TikTok. If anyone wants to know, and his name is Poopy Man One Zero Three. <laughs> <laughs> and he fucking twerks to trending audios and that's, <laughs> and that's the extent that's of what he does and he is Siobhan's personal hero <laughs> all right okay so when we come back after they're um watching all of the drummer cameos which those are just fucking hilarious um uh, Thomas David and Kasim they get arrested for homicide they are walking down the street and this cop comes up to them and is like well, Thomas is like, I'm glad you guys shaved my head because now my head feels super light, but I've got this lock of my hair so that I can remember it by. And this cop comes up to them and sees Thomas holding this hair. And he's like, is that hair, young man? And he's like, yeah, I just shaved my head. 
<laughs> the cops like I have three suspects I'm gonna cough them and bring them in on like his little fucking like radio thing and they're like what what's go what and and apparently there's been like this hair murderer what is that yeah. it's haircut? like this haircut uh, whatever it it's it's the same thing as the ponytail killer from big mouth it's basically that the right, naked brothers like, band invented that hair. yeah and this this motherfucker is like i'm gonna arrest you because you fit the profile of our suspect for the haircut murders and the haircut murders um and they're true. like there's no evidence what are you talking about you don't have anything against us and he's like the evidence is in the hair young man and so thomas david and kasim get booked and brought to the police station while that's happening um nat is walking out or into the rehearsal space and these three french girls get mugged outside. <laughs> how could you give all your exes to some french dude oh wait i found it <laughs> and starts running down the street trying to get these girls purse back but he can't he can't get it back and so he goes back and he's like i'm so sorry ladies like they got they're away like, they're like will you take us to the pl- police i can't do accents will so you take us to one. the police will you take us to the police and he's like sure <laughs> yeah and, and so that trauma dumps on them the entire way there the entire way he's like there's oh this French dude and i went camping with my brother and killed a bear or whatever and like it's yeah he's so special and so tortured yeah um and so we get to the police station and so no no not yet or what's next not yet um alex is minding his own when (laughs) four very significant people walk in oh that's right that's right who is it again (laughs) the drummers from the videos (laughs) Um, like which drummers Questlove, tomato there's some other guys i don't fucking know who cares um <laughs> does anyone care i don't remember because i'm really bad with faces and names yeah me too okay so, so i like see these drummers and i'm like quest love i know that guy <laughs> quest love so i wasn't genius and so yeah i don't remember how alex gets to the police station well i don't either J- jesse jesse dragged all the drummers like by their ears and That's Alex followed right. behind and was like officer I would like you to arrest these men for harassing this little boy oh my god so everyone gets to the police station okay <laughs> Jesse Jesse has dragged all these famous drummers there um for stepping out on her mans and Nat has brought all of the French girls there to report their purse being stolen and Thomas David and Kasim are being arrested for cold blood homicide. homicide and bad hairstyling <laughs> <laughs> and bad hairstyles <laughs> and this is where everything kind of just unravels and we learn the plan the grand the 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 master design of cooper pillet <laughs> yeah cooper rolls up and everyone's like what the fuck cooper like get us out of here do something and he's like bitches so this is how, let me untangle this ball of yarn. So Cooper, um, Cooper hired the NYPD, who is always there to serve the NBB. Yeah. <laughs> because Cooper is a fucking cop, and I'm sorry, but ACAB, <laughs> if the NYPD supports the NBB, fuck them. 
not here for it. So yeah, there's that. And then um, the cop's Gay. daughter Gross. was one of the French girls. Mm-hmm. And, and she really just wanted like an autograph. Yeah. And so she got a trauma dump instead of an autograph. She wanted a, she wanted an autograph specifically from Kasim. So. <laughs> I love that she wanted one specifically from Kasim. And then, uh, yeah, Christina and Rosalina take off their wigs. and <laughs> They were and, the other two French girls. And Nat's like, oh no, I just told you my whole life story. <laughs> Um, and Thomas, David, and Kasim are obviously not under arrest. Oh yeah, uh, cut to cut to David being like, "Can we get back to the point here?" Uh, Thomas, Kasim, and I are getting framed for murder. Um, and like during all of this, there's like, I don't remember why they're clapping, but they're clapping. I think for maybe when Cooper presents the award at the end. <laughs> but like, bless the three Stooges act like they can't clap with their handcuffs on. <laughs> Like they can't because oh, Alex starts singing, if you're a genius and you know it, clap your hands. And they're like, they're like, they like can't clap. Yeah. <laughs> so Cooper, so Cooper gives the drummers a restraining order against Jesse and free concert tickets and the premium concert tickets to the NB Bizzle. And they're yeah, like, yeah. great, awesome. And, uh, and they're like, rock on, Alex, you're a little genius. But then Sonny, Sonny gets there. I love Sonny busting. Why is Sonny busting at the police station again? Because he was the thief who stole the purses. Oh, that's right. And Sonny gets booked. And they were like, yeah, just take him. Also, are we ready to talk about like um, freaking Rosalina and Christina and the other girls like Blair Waldorf ass outfits? Yeah, it's pretty disgusting. I love it here. They look, it's very Gossip Girl. It very much is. So it turns so, out that Cooper wins No School's Fool's Day and he was he like, like, thank an you, Cooper. Plus plus, and he presents the stinky shoe to himself. And the drummers leave and they call Alex, Questlove calls Alex a genius and Sonny gets arrested and they all lived happily ever after. gets arrested. And everyone's they like, Cooper, you said you weren't going to participate and you used the internet. And he's like, I really didn't use the internet. <laughs> I just pretended. He's like, I can't on you, you. I staged like four drummers. Your ass. And, I, and I just made thumbnails for the other thousand. Mm-hmm. And so that's how the Naked Brothers band ends. By Sonny oh, going God. to jail. <laughs> <laughs> A dark twist. We really never know what happens there. The sunny wolf. We that's how the that's how the pod ends, you guys. Like oh, what damn. The, well not the pod, but like that's how the, the mainline series ends. What the fuck, you guys? I it doesn't feel right. I know. It doesn't feel right. I wish that the show could have gone on forever. I mean, there is a article out that I um I don't know if it was Matt or Alex who did the interview where they said that Netflix had approached them for a reunion episode or movie. And I really hope they do it. I really hope that they fucking do it. I think it would be amazing to see NBB as adults. They still have like all of the chemistry and charisma when they did the, um, when they did the reunion two years ago. Well, and think about like the acting glow up. Like we would actually have Mm. some really good, like on screen chemistry to work with now. Yeah, with like all the experience they have, all of them under their belts, and I want to see Alex as an adult. I need to see it. I mean, 
I think that, you know, for the last mainline part of the show, I think we should go around with each other and talk about like, give a, give a moment about like what this show has like meant to us and whatnot. I want to hear from you guys. Some parting words. I think not some parting words, but just some like that important, sounds... like ref- just some important yeah. reflection because like this has meant like the fucking world to me that we, that we do this, like that we've done it once a week and that we've like done so much because of it. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, like we've got like our friends who know about it, but like, it's important to really open up about it, I think. It's so interesting. Like I obviously, like I grew up in a musical family. Everyone knows that like, that's, you know, the inevitable. I grew up listening to like Liz Fair. My parents raised me on Liz Fair, the Beatles, Crowded House, you know, stuff like that. And um, discovering the Naked Brothers Band was absolutely game-changing. Like, that was the first time that I heard music and, like, really processed music. And, like, suddenly, like, music was meaningful um, beyond just something I sang along to. And um, I just remember I first discovered the Naked Brothers Band on Nick Turbo, which is essentially YouTube for Nickelodeon. Um, I didn't have, I wasn't on NVV MySpace. I was still pretty young then. So I didn't have like completely unsupervised internet access back then. Um, (laughs) Not yet. That didn't come till a couple of years later, but um, yeah, that was really cool. And um, I just remember growing up and like people, you know, at that time, everyone was into Hannah Montana or high school musical and like stuff like that. And I didn't give a shit about any of that. (laughs) Like I only cared about the Naked Brothers fan, like to the point where like, I was at my dad's uh, company party as a kid and someone gave me a Hannah Montana doll and I burst into tears because I was like, ew. <laughs> oh my God. Did you burst into tears in the party? Yeah, it was awful. Good for you. I was like, and like this, I hate this bitch. And my dad ex- and my dad explained to this poor woman in the parking lot that was, he was like, she likes the Naked Brothers band. <laughs> and they were like, what the fuck is They're like, what that? the fuck is that? Ew. Are they like naked? What are you letting your daughter watch? And um, that was another thing that's kind of funny too. Like I, I went to a Christian private school, so um, it was pretty taboo to talk about the Naked Brothers Band just for the title alone. My fifth grade teacher got really um, concerned and then she listened to the music and she was like, oh, this is actually pretty dope. And I was like, thank you, I know. Um, but anyway, um, I and I always kind of knew I wouldn't grow out of this. Like, obviously, like I followed... I would say, well, obviously, like I follow Nat and Alex closely um, over the years as they kind of pursued other projects and continued to put out music, um, movies and such. And um, what started, what kind of kickstarted everything or kind of set a lot of things into rotation was, um, well, obviously meeting Siobhan over TikTok, but also um, getting the chance to interview Kasim because he randomly- We have to thank Kasim for this podcast, honestly. (laughs) We really fucking do honestly because he randomly followed me one day and I reached out and I said hey I would love if you know me and my now husband could uh, interview you and um he said yes and we had an amazing three-hour conversation about um his career his life leading up to um the Naked Brothers Band and beyond and then um we had the opportunity to obviously interview him here but also um yeah meeting Siobhan getting that um I don't even know how we even started talking about a podcast. We were like, that would be fucking amazing. And then you said, hey, I want to, I need you to bring my sister in on this. Yes, it's because you mentioned you have a pod with your, with your fiance. And I'm like, what if we just did a podcast about NBB, just all NBB? <laughs> yeah. 
And it was just crazy the way things just fell into place and worked out from there. And at the time, it's like so funny. I think about like, I feel like all three of us in a sense are in a completely different place now than we were before we started. Like, oh my God, yes. Insanely for multiple reasons. Um, one, like I was in a job that I fucking hated. Like I just didn't have like the will to live. COVID was happening. I was like, the world is ending. Everything sucks. And like, just being able to find this and like really step out of my comfort zone and kind of like really step into my element and finally do what I wanted to do. And, you know, be on a platform that had like no rules or regulations. Like I could just be myself, like completely unhinged and like, and people would accept me anyway. Like that was huge for me. Um, so I was able to really come out of my shell in that way, but also like, it just like really opened up my confidence. Like I was able to just kind of go out into the world. I got my dream job (laughs) and that was really freaking sick. I got married and Siobhan came to the wedding, (laughs) did my hair and makeup and we hang out. We hung out the day after my wedding, you know, like when normal couples go on a honeymoon, like me and Siobhan were like dicking it up at dicking around dicking it up at chocolate town not dicking around <laughs> dicking it up at chocolate town yep dicking it up at Hershey and it was just absolutely incredible and honestly like I just can't I'm just so grateful for the opportunities like and the amazing interviews we've done all the amazing moments we have met so many incredible people along the way Um, We have an amazing friend group of supportive people. I just feel like they're just our personal cheerleaders, like just always down for the count. Like I've found, you know, such a light in Siobhan and Natalie, but also in our girlies in our group chat, as well as, um, as well as I was able to meet uh, Nick Poptoon, IG, close friend. Nick is one of the girls. One of the girls. Imagine. Imagine if Nick was in the group chat. That would be like, oh man, that would be off the fuck. He would leave immediately. He would hate that so much. He would leave immediately. Like the second I added him, he'd be like, hate this, bye. Hate Um, this. Y'all are being women. Women be shopping, bye. Women be shopping. And like, even so, as much so as like, I think when it it all became really real for me was when Jenny sent us those t-shirts that she had made for us with personalized letters. Like, Never in a million years would I ever have anticipated receiving a fan letter for something I've done, but like, I'm just, but I'm just really super proud of how far this has come. And like, it has been a ton of work, but also a ton of fun. And I'm just so grateful for where these last couple of years have led us. And here we are today. And, um, If that's not love, then what is? (laughs) (laughs) Truly, I think, I think I figured out what I want to say. We can go, my name is Mary, my name is Siobhan, and I'm Natalie. We can, we can do that order. Oh, yeah, that sounds good. I, I mean, like, a lot of y'all know how I already feel about, like, my journey with NBB, because I, I ramble on about, like, my, like, it's truly, like, my special interest, like, the thing that I like have latched onto for so long and like it hasn't gone away but I think that um I mean well when I was in middle school and I was first like focused on MBB I didn't have a lot of friends like I, I didn't have friends when I was in middle school up until I um because I was in the Catholic school system and we were at a school that was just incredibly abusive and just like very small 
network of people who you could be friends with. And I was that weird autistic girl who was not cool from day one. And like, this was what I paid attention to. And this was what I like loved the day that I got to meet Nat and Alex for the first time when I was like 13 years old was like the only thing I thought about for the rest of my time at our previous Catholic school before I got to go to public school and actually make friends because it was just, there was nothing else for me at the time. And I mean, there's an interesting parallel that I have never, I have waited to talk about this on the pod because I just, I don't think that it's number one appropriate to talk about, given though we talk about like, we have toilet humor and we have just <laughs> lots of swearing and awful content. But this one I haven't felt as appropriate to talk on the pod. Um, it was uh, when um, we went to go see Nat and Alex, when season three was first starting, um, we had a family member who was in treatment um, and it was incredibly fucking hard for me and Natalie to go through. Um, it, was a, it was a daily struggle and a daily process for us to figure this out. Um, and so, you know, to me, watching NBB signifies getting sober. And right before we started the podcast, um, I ended up in the hospital, like the, the lowest point of my drug and alcohol problem. And I got sober right before we started the podcast. I will never forget the day that Nat came over for the first time and we decided to do this show. Uh, we went downstairs, we got Sawati, we came back upstairs. And it was the first time that we had ever spoken to Mary on the phone. We had never spoken to her on the phone in a voice memo, maybe in a voice memo, but like, I was completely unaware of like what the chemistry would be like and what like anything would be like, would this flop, would this succeed? And like everything clicked into place immediately. And for me, like the, the integral points of getting sober and having something that's positive to look forward to outside of treatment, like outpatient treatment, was NBB recaps, roller skating, and just going outside and getting lunch with my friends. But a lot of it was NBB recaps for me. And like, that is really important and really integral. And a lot of my like, my things that I learned while I was getting well were tested in the following summer. When the podcast got bigger, the two times that I went to New York, and when I went to go see Mary and I was just like, you know what, it's going to be okay. And like, this is an amazing signifier of like, it's going to be okay. Like I got sober with this podcast. It's, it's super stupid to say it out loud, but it's the God's honest truth. That's awesome. And that's a huge, huge fucking like piece of importance for me and this podcast. Your second sobriety birthday just passed, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, it did. Holy hell. Congratulations. And literally. I'm going to tell this story because I've never told this one on the podcast either. When we got home from the hospital (laughs) and we went into my fridge and we grabbed all of my, 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 my spicy candies and my, my, my spicy beverages. And we went out into the street, me and Nat and mom, and we poured them down the fucking sewer while playing banana smoothie. Ding, 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 ding. We were pouring fucking Kharkov down the sewer and it was so good. Yeah. Yes. And that's my, that's my NBB recaps sentimental moment. Incredible. Nat, Nat go off. 
pop off sis well so if you remember all the way back to the first episode talking me talking about the split zygote theory of just the the sheer amount of coincidences between my (laughs) sister and I's lives and the lives of these two random boys in New York that we were never supposed to meet or know of or anything like that um and I, I mean, you can look at it as a coincidence and how there's all these similarities and it's just, you know, funny and quaint and whatever, but like, I, I truthfully feel like there's something more to it than that. And I don't ever really need to know what more it is, but I just know that there's, there's a reason that NBB was a thing. And I think that it, it came into my and Siobhan's lives, my life specifically, at a very poignant time in my life, to say the least. I mean, when I was in sixth grade, which was around the time that season three was still dropping and um, Siobhan and I were in like full hyperfixation mode on NBB. And, you know, part of it was, you know, just being, you know, kids and being fangirls and um, all that stuff. But also the fact that like, I was getting bullied every single day at school and just feeling like the scum of the earth and something that an 11 year old girl should never feel. Um, And yet every 11 year old girl probably feels anyway. (laughs) And to be able to come home and like watch this show about kids being friends Mm. and kids making music. Yeah. You know, it's that it's it's a part of life that I wish I could have had when I was a kid that I didn't have. And but we did, Nat. We had it with Stereo Sunrise. We had it. You had the Pikachu band. No, we had we had our own band. We had Stereo Sunrise. We absolutely had our own Naked Brothers band, and it was you, you know, and me, and, and Nicole and Lauren. But the thing is, like, what? made me truly feel like I as a kid was able to write music that actually mattered and not just like kid music like fucking Raffi and shit Mm -hmm. like this um, the Naked Brothers band for me was my first experience with media made for kids that wasn't dumbed down Mm. and wasn't just like baby shark Caillou fucking bullshit it was you know, a a fictional tale, but a realistic fictional tale of two brothers and they've they've dealt with death and like they're going through all this stuff and they make music to get through it and they talk to their friends to get through it and they have all these adventures along the way and like that's just been such a strong theme in my life ever since seeing the Naked Brothers Band as a kid and this podcast has been a really awesome excuse to rewatch it all and reflect on all that and its impact on all three of us um and to just be able to grow up alongside the kids in this show not you know in a in like a literal sense but in in the way that like I've watched them blossom and become you know new 
adults in careers and being able to follow movies and music and TV shows of these just like people that I remember from my childhood, even if they weren't in real life. Um, it's a trip and it's exciting and it's something to look forward to all the time when there's nothing else to look forward to. I can look forward to following these people and just continuing to, you know, <laughs> as weird as it sounds, live a life steeped in what the Naked Brothers Band has taught me and meant to me. Hell yeah. Also, Hell piggy yeah. piggybacking off the uh, the zygote theory, I just remember like everything, like I just knew this is where I was meant to be the second that you uttered the words Liz Fair on our yeah. first episode. No, no for real. fucking else listens for to Liz real. Fair anymore? And I mean like, and like y'all don't even understand, like we are rabid fans of Liz Fair and Love have it. been since we were children like what the, child <laughs> what other you know? children and and how your mom is obsessed with Paul Westerberg yeah I'm sorry oh what? yeah oh and the moment when my mom brought out the picture of her kissing Paul Westerberg on the cheek <laughs> to Jean throw up <laughs> crying Jean yeah. almost combusted on my parents living room floor <laughs> like she was so crying throwing up crying and throwing up the other point one of the most magical things that I remember from the first episode is when I said to Mary um about how Nat and I share the same birthday and she's like no you fucking don't and I'm like she was like yeah so my birthday's December December 17th and I was like no it isn't and I was like oh my god and I was like oh my god your little grace your little grace what did we learn from not only today's episode but this fucking series guys what did we learn Mm. I learned everything I learned so much I learned patience I learned grace I learned fucking how to be how to say hi to somebody at a movie premiere I learned (laughs) I learned not to slurp my soup I also learned to not slurp my soup um I didn't I think I slurped my soup I'm pretty sure I do I learned um that I can carry on a conversation even when I'm sweating profusely in a bathrobe I know about your guys amazing podcast wait let me check out do my let me show you guys my Mary cosplay (laughs) no you have to say it you have to say it hi Alan (laughs) (laughs) I hate it. Um, what else did I learn? Um, I learned that Bolly Draper had her hip replaced for going ham on the mechanical, mechanical pole because oh. she shunted on the mechanical because pole. Because she, she shunted. Oh, here's another fun fact I learned from Michael's book, and I don't want to give away too much of it, but here's a very fun fact, and this Ooh. is one last piece of fun fact. The old lady, really really sad fact. The old lady in the audition videos for the new bass players, the one that was like, I want to, like, I want to be in Nat's band. She was like, who, you know, with the bass. That was Michael's mom, who was not well and has since passed, but she wanted to be on the show. So she fought to like get her ass out of bed and do that scene. 
That's adorable. So yep. I love it. Yep. That's so sweet. Yep. I need to read that book. It's yeah. so fucking good. This so for the the unclosed sisters podcast, guys. We will come back with more content, but it will not be mainline series content. We will come yeah. back. I it's promise. But it will it'll be keep, something different, something way our, better. Keep following our socials and uh stop creating fake usernames. Thanks. Stop creating fake accounts. You'll never be us, bitch. So yeah. Anyways, right. much love. One last time. Bye, alien clones. Goodbye. Bye.